This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Hey everybody, this is Callan. And this is Bentley. We're delighted to be with you all for this podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. So Bentley, let's name the top five um, best things about Fallen Highlands. Go. All right, the best, top five, uh, the leaves, like the canopy, just changing color, easy. Yeah, I grew up in Michigan, so I'm kind of used to that, but I love it. You're right. Yeah, where, where I have been... In the past, things kind of go from green to brown immediately. So this is nice that that the leaves are hanging out a little bit. Yeah, it's lovely. Number two, um, cold nights, warm days. I love that. Number three, the smell of uh, a fire. Yeah, that was one thing you told me about Highlands early on. It was like, just wait till fall. You'll just smell like bonfires everywhere. And it's true. You walk outside and it just smells like a fire constantly, which I personally love. If the priesthood doesn't work out, I'm going to start a uh, firewood company in Highlands because people move through some firewood up here. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think you'd be very profitable. Um, number four... At least this fall, dryish weather. So people who like to climb or mountain bike, like me, can do those things on a regular basis. Number five, Bentley. Uh, number five is keeping the doors and the windows wide open and having fresh air throughout the house. Um, so happy fall. Happy bright colors on the horizon. Do you think most people, by the way, I mean, I think that the, those, those answers aren't necessarily too far away from what other people we didn't say anything about pumpkins. See, this is the deal. Right? I thought you were going to say, say pumpkin about, spiced like, latte. No, I don't like pumpkin spice lattes, which I'm sure is controversial. But I, they're too sweet for me. You just like maybe like talking about putting pumpkins in things like pumpkin bread or pumpkin pie or. Yeah, I mean, like pumpkin carving, like pumpkin decorations. People just like hang out with pumpkins in the fall what about people that don't say pumpkin but say pumpkin i don't know about those people is that southern i think maybe do you know anyone in michigan that says pumpkin pumpkin uh i don't think so and there a town in uh south carolina just down the road called pumpkin what is it pumpkinville pumpkin i have no idea pumpkin town really yeah, pumpkin or pumpkin town if you're one of those people. Interesting. I think they have a lot of pumpkins down there, but you like pumpkins. I didn't say anything about football because I thought that would get us kind of off track. Yeah, definitely. We disagree on that. Um, I mean, fall is a time where you kind of get cozy. So to maybe a bit more particular, you do get cozy. We didn't say much about the, the, the light. Mm-hmm. It's a good golden. It's a different, yeah, the, the light is super strong it's golden by that i mean wonderful this time of year yeah yeah so i feel like we have this lovely beautiful time of the year to just fully immerse ourselves in before the dark days of winter ahead agreed so hope y'all are living into your best fall days happy fall 
Speaking of all things fall, of fireplaces and open doors and windows, I know you've just moved in to a new house. Yeah, Kai and I moved about a week and a half ago into this sweet little house off of Buck Creek. And yeah, it's been just really lovely to uh, be out there and to settle in a new spot. Um, Parents have been in town helping us move in. Kai's parents were in over the weekend and my parents came earlier this week and so we're pretty much settled at this point my everybody was has been such a trooper in helping unpack boxes and organize various items uh so you you've had a full team support this move full team um how many fires have you had so far in the house at the fireplace (laughs) a number of fires yeah i mean it takes a little perfecting to be honest like i haven't had a real fireplace in a house ever So, yeah, I know. Bentley's looking at me like, this is crazy, but it's true. I haven't. I've had gas fireplaces, but I've never burned real wood. Um, And so I'm just learning about, you know, how you have to prime the flue and (laughs) open a draft window and, you know. It hasn't been that cold, so I think that has inhibited some of the heat flow. But So I don't know if my dad's listening right now, but the number of hours I've spent with my dad talking about making sure the fire's got a good draft going is wild. I mean, I think we spend we spent a lot of time talking about fireplaces and making sure that they're kind of functioning properly. Yeah, you'd think like me being from Michigan, I would be an expert on like building fires and homes, but... I am not. We just suffered through the winter. Why? Why did we do that? Hold up. Just to clarify, (laughs) your house in Michigan, your dad, I saw your dad this morning. Speaking of dads, your Mm -hmm. dad this morning said that, that they are expecting snow this week or the beginning of next week. It's true. Okay. You're saying that there's no fireplace there. Well, they have a fireplace. I don't think it works or like something's wrong with the chimney, but then they have a gas fireplace, but it's on a three season porch. So it's not, we don't open it during the winter. <laughs> so you only use the fire. I guess you can, you can use it during the winter, but we just don't typically. That they're expecting snow as early as next week. Is that early or is that normal? Um, early-ish, but I mean, there are many years in my childhood where we'd have some snow by Halloween. So so is fall new to you, or is it just kind of like summer and winter? No, fall is not new. You sure? Michigan has great falls. Like the it's color like up July? there is really beautiful. No, it's like September, early September. So you get, you get a month? <laughs> you get a month and a half usually. I mean, sometimes it can be warm in November up there. It's just kind of hard to predict, especially with climate change. 
anyway, so we've moved into our house. Um, anything new with you, Bentley, that you'd like to share with our listeners? Kellen, thanks for asking. I'm not sure there's a whole lot that's new in my world uh, since we last got together on this podcast, but a couple of things that I'm looking forward to this week. On Thursday, which I think our folks know this, but we're moving offices across the street. We're going to be just above the shoe store right across the street as we start uh, our big construction project here at the church. So that's something I'm looking forward to. It seems like it's a kind of moment where uh, things are becoming pretty real. Super exciting. And it'll be different. It'll be to- it'll be very it's different. funny. Um, what's nice is that from the porch, the balcony up there, you can still see the church. So we're literally right across the street, not far away. We're going to need to get you a pair of binoculars so you can like check in on the construction moment by moment. I'm sure the contractor will love knowing that I've got a pair of binoculars (laughs) and I'm checking in moment by moment. The other thing that I'm really looking forward to this week is some of our dear friends, Michael and Kana Goldsmith. And two of their kiddos are coming to visit. Uh, Some folks at Incarnation might remember Michael's dad, Rusty, who was the interim rector here uh, for a season. But Michael is a dear friend of ours. So is Kana. We were in seminary together. Uh, We were, they're still in the Diocese of Alabama. That's where we were before we moved to Western North Carolina. Really looking forward to having uh, Michael and Kana and their kiddos with us this week. And I think Michael's preaching this Sunday, right? Michael is preaching, which is good news for the two of us. He's a great preacher and he's ready to go, um, which, which is great. Which, But we still, I think, have time to maybe consider the gospel reading for this Sunday. Always worth consideration. All right, Kellen, I think it's my turn to give a summary of the gospel reading for this Sunday. Uh, it is from the gospel of Matthew, and what we hear is that the Pharisees uh, went and plotted, and they try to trap Jesus. And they ask him whether or not it's lawful to pay taxes to the emperor. And Jesus, we're told, is aware of their motivation and and wants to know why they're putting him to the test and calls them hypocrites and then asks them to pull out a coin uh, from their pocket. So he bring they bring Jesus this coin and he says, whose head is on the coin and whose title? And they say the emperor's uh head and title are on the coin. And then Jesus gives this line, which you all know, give therefore the things to the emperor that are the emperor's and to God, the things that are God's. And what we're told at the very end of this gospel reading is that when they hear this, they are amazed and they leave him and go away. And so that's our gospel reading for this coming Sunday. 
I guess my question, Bentley, about this scripture text is what's left to give Caesar? Why do you say that, Kellen? I mean, just the way that it's phrased, right? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. And when it comes down to it, everything is God's. Yeah, sometimes I've said something like, you know, I think God can be selfish sometimes. Because (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's fair to say that. You need to unpack that one. Well, God wants everything. Whether we like it or not, God wants everything from us. And I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek about God being selfish. I don't really mean that. But God wants all of us, not just part of us. And I think that also includes uh, our resources. Another part of this encounter that I think is worth thinking about um, is what was actually on that coin. And Caesar's head's on the coin. Um, but also is the inscription, Tiberius, son of the divine Augustus, which is to say, the son of uh, God. And it's hard to imagine that Jesus would want to compete with another person claiming to be the son of God. I learned that from Stanley Hauerwas. Can you just add a little bit more to that, Bentley? Yeah, I don't know kind of where to start or end in terms of adding anything to that. But it is, I mean, I think it on the coin literally is an inscription that says, you know, this emperor is the son of, a, of, of God. Mm-hmm. And I think to this end, you know, it's, it is, it's hard to, I'm repeating myself now, it's hard to imagine that Jesus would say, oh yeah, you should divide your loyalties, one between one person claiming to be the son of God and, and one side of your life to me. Uh, so it's an open-ended question. I mean, I don't, this is not resolved that, um, that the Pharisees asking the question now have a clear, a clear way forward in terms of what they should do with their resources. I think Jesus is, is in a very clever way asking them to consider their loyalties. Yeah, I definitely think that Jesus is asking us to talk about our loyalties, to consider our loyalties. Um, I'm struck here with the very deft response he has to, you know, both the Pharisees and the Herodians who are, I think, against taxation um, historically. Is that right? Can you nod or smile or say yes? I think that's right, that they're sort of against any taxation to a pagan government. Um, And so they're kind of like sticking Jesus in a really hard spot. But he's super tactful, super shrewd, super smart, like you said. And your remark about the coin, that the emperor's image is sort of pasted on it, right? That makes me think of um, where the image of God is, right? And how that's found in each of us, how we could maybe say it's imprinted in all of creation. Um, And so giving to God what is God's is offering everything. I am
Here's a prayer. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you, and then use us, we pray as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We sure hope you all are enjoying fall as much as we are. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Empty Pews. We'd love to see you at worship, um, our in-person worship, at some point in the next few weeks. You can sign up for our 8.15 a.m. Eucharist on Sunday mornings through your weekly update, or Wednesdays at noon in the garden or the chapel. We'd really like to see you. We'd also love to see you at morning prayer Monday through Thursday at 8.30 in the chapel. Or join us on Zoom for our Bible study or formation class. Lots of ways to connect and to see each other uh, at this time. As always, we love you. We miss you. God's peace. 